Ladies and gentlemen, it's finally time for episode number one of our new Burn Your Boats podcast. In this inaugural episode, we outline why we call the podcast Burn Your Boats and why that's important to us. We discuss why so many who thrive and succeed are constantly making themselves uncomfortable, pivoting, testing, discarding, and digging deeper into what works. Why do so many of us do our best work when our backs are against the wall with no way forward other than success and where failure is not a viable option? There's a lot of meat and potatoes in here, so let's get right into it. This is our first podcast, so we hope you enjoy it. And remember, please give us a break as we burn our boats and improve every single week. Welcome to Burn Your Boats podcast. Burn the boats is an often used metaphor for a positive change in direction and moving forward in the face of adversity. To burn your boats is to build a new reality, not using the tools, people, or existing behaviors holding you back from your life's real dreams and ambitions. As real estate investors, having interviewed thousands of successful professionals from all walks of life, Clark and David have identified freedom from financial anxiety as a top priority for many. There is a path to crafting this new life you seek. It starts with thinking differently, learning new skills, and how to say no. Let's elevate your vision of a wealthy financial future where you live life in control of your time and energy. Achieving financial freedom is often a choice, and for most, we must exit our comfort zone and burn our boats to achieve it. This podcast strives to identify pivotal moments and milestones in life that will help set you in a new direction where future you will look back and recognize the moment everything changed. All right, Clark, so... Welcome to episode one, day one, minute, minute one, one, hour one of Burn Your Boats podcast. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I want to let's let's get this thing started, David. Well, I think it's important to get across right off the top why we call this podcast Burn Your Boats, and then we'll talk about who we are and and why. But what does the podcast Burn Your Boats mean? Yeah, yeah, I, and I think that what we're going to want to do throughout this podcast is really get a feel from lots of successful people and we'd like to think of ourselves as successful as what burn your boats means how did that happen for you how that's impacted your life and you know what that looks like going forward so david tell us a little bit about the background a lot of people may not know what burn your boats actually means the story behind it so go ahead and tell our listeners here uh what that actually means uh the background okay well it's it's a real story it's it, it is history um <laughs> in 1519 Herman Cortez, a infamous Spanish conquistador, took his small army to Veracruz okay. and to raid the Aztec Empire. And the Aztec Empire has a lot of gold and a lot of treasure that the Spanish conquistadors are trying to accumulate. And this treasure has been defended for 600 years. And so this is a risky business going okay. over there. He takes his army onto the shore, they stand ready to fight. They ask his army to turn around and look at the boats behind him. And at that moment, Herman Cortez shouts out, burn the boats. The army look at each other in dismay and at that point realize they have reached a point of no return. They can't go back, they can't turn around, and they can't go home. And at that point, they go and they fight a much larger army of the Aztecs. And not only did they capture the gold, the treasure, but they actually captured the Aztec empire yeah. in its entirety. Yeah. And so what is the mentality behind that point of no return? What does that mean, burn your boats? It means when you need to take decisive action and you don't have a retreat possible, you can only go forward. Right. And we have found in our lives and we have found in the success of other people 
that when you take that burn your boats mentality and no retreat, forward only motion, that therein is the mindset of success. Yep. And that is why we've called this podcast Burn Your Boats, because there is no going back, there's no retreat, and it requires decisive decision making and action taking. And from there, we can talk about what we're going to deal with in this podcast, which is how to create meaningful action steps in your life where you can grow your income, you can grow your wealth, and you can grow your cash flow to the point where you can live a financially free life. And we're gonna bring a lot of cool people into this conversation to have that chat. And I think that the, the cool thing about what you've just said is that Burn Your Boats applies to, to so many people. I would like to say it applies to everyone. And, it, and it's not even just like a financial thing, right? It could be Burn Your Boats to create a better health journey. It could be Burn Your Boats to be able to create better relationships within your personal life. So, you know, I think it's good for our listeners to understand that it's, it's not just about more cash flow in terms of business. I think it's going to be centered around a lot of that because both you and I are very passionate about that, right? But also I want people to know that this is not just like a financial podcast per se, although I think that a lot of times we would agree that if you are able to be financially free, there's a, it's a lot easier to maybe be healthier. It's a lot easier to be not under so much stress so that you can actually have better relationships with the folks around you, with your family, your friends, your spouses, things of that nature. So the cool thing about Burn Your Boats is that we can look at it from many different aspects. We're going to probably focus more on the financial, which then leads to more real estate because that's our backgrounds. But ultimately, I'm excited to be able to hopefully hit home is that burning your boats means so many things to so many different people. And we're going to be able to talk to a lot of those people and hear those successful stories. And hopefully you're going to be able to, you know, really reach out and say, that sounds like my situation, right? So that's, that's what we're here to talk about, David. That's right. And, 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 and so with that being said, why don't we talk a little bit about what burn your boats means to you? Give me examples of in your life. Sure. When you have taken a burn your boats decision that has massively impacted your life. And I'll, I'm happy to, you know, do the same. So yeah. why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Clark? and a little bit about why that story means so much to you to the point where we named this podcast after it. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm an avid listener to, to many podcasts. I love, I listen to so many uh, podcasts and I want to try and take things away from it. Um, but one of my challenges is that the people that are behind the mics, right, who are they? Do they really have the credibility to speak on a particular topic? Because now, now everyone has a podcast, right? You, you almost seem okay. like you could find millions of podcasts, I'm sure. So I want to make sure that our time is so valuable. It's the most valuable thing we have right now is time and our attention to a certain thing. So if I'm going to put my time into a podcast, who the hell am I listening to? Why should I listen to them? And that's, that was one of the first questions I asked myself when, when we started this podcast today. So in, in terms of, to answer your question about burning my own boats, um, you know, I, I burn... I've burned many boats. I'm continuing to burn. We're burning boats right now by having this podcast, right? That's right. It's, it's the mental, the ability to say, why would anyone listen to us, David? Like, who, 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 who's going to listen to us? So I'll give you an example of, of a, a quick uh, burn my boats kind of situation. And it's easy to look back and say, well, I have a W-2 job, right? And we'll probably go into many stories throughout the episodes of different points where we burned our boats. Um, I think one of the biggest boat burning experiences that a lot of us have that I call it like head trash, right? Where it's like, no, I would do this, but I can't because I'm going to lose security. So probably the first one that comes to mind is me quitting my W-2 sales job. I made good money. I was financially secure. And I decided that ultimately I knew that I was in sales and I could only make so many sales in a day. I could only, you know, visit so many households in a day. You know, there's only 10 hours, eight hours in a working day. And uh, I didn't want to work at 10 o'clock at night and no one wanted to have me in their home at 10 o'clock at night. So just a quick background is that I worked for a kind of home improvement, um, uh, home improvement company in the panhandle of Florida. And I would go to a 10 o'clock appointment to meet Mrs. Jones to talk to her about windows or doors or hurricane shutters, uh, what she wanted to buy. Right. So I could only do so many of those and I made good money, but I noticed I kept bumping my head against the ceiling. And uh, that was a bit frustrating for me because no matter how good I was, I couldn't sell six appointments when there wasn't enough time in the day. So I kind of got comfortable, right? And that's always kind of like a red flag to me. It's like the, the light that's like, that's like going around saying you're comfortable. And that started to bother me. And I'm like, why? I'm just so comfortable, which means you tend to get lazy. You tend to, you tend to get lackadaisical. 
And I didn't like that at all. And I'm like, the lazier I get, the, the less I want to go out and be better, the more, I, the less I want to go out and make more money because I'm just secure. And at that point, I remember I was at a, um, a like a home show, right? So they have them on the weekends. You'd go in, it was a, a, a home improvement company and there'd be all the competitors. Like an exhibition. An exhibition, right? It's always at like the, the arena where they play the basketball and, and things like that, right? And I remember looking around and you start to know the people, your competitors, you kind of become quasi acquaintances and uh, you talk to them. And I noticed that everyone that I would see, I was probably 30 at the point, maybe like late 20s. And everyone was in their like 40s, 50s, 60s. They had worked for all the competitors, right? So they knew all the products. They knew all the people that worked there. And they were always complaining. Oh, you know, my company doesn't pay me enough. Or, you know, we, we, our prices are too high. They were always complaining about something, but they never did anything about it. But they made enough money to where they felt secure. You know, they didn't make too much money, right? And I remember at that point sitting there on a Saturday looking around. I was like, I don't want to be that guy complaining about my job at 48 because A, in their mind, they could never do another industry, right? Because they just, they, in their mind, they had this, this solo focus that they were only going to sell windows and doors and additions on rooms and things like that because that's what they knew. And they're just, if they were going to make an upgrade in their life, it was just going to the, the next company that did it slightly better. And I was like, I don't want to do that at all. And so I remember at that point, I was like, I'm going to start looking for something where I can control my own destiny. And uh, that's what led me to real estate. And uh, so I basically found a, a real estate franchise that kind of gave me the roadmap. It's kind of like if you were going to start a sandwich shop and you were going to buy a Subway, right? I don't know how to make sub sandwiches, but I'm pretty sure Subway does. And they kind of give you the, the, the push in the right direction. And um, so that's what I did. I bought it. I stayed on with my company for about five or six months consulting to kind of bridge that gap where I wasn't making any money. And then I quit um, on very good terms with my old company. And I never looked back. I don't regret it for a second. And that, that instance is the little that I know at that time. I've got a picture of myself in 2014, like signing the, the paperwork for the real estate franchise. And I had no idea at that time that that was going to lead to so many new opportunities that I never would have had if I didn't burn my boats, if I didn't take the chance, if I didn't, if I had the realization that I was too damn comfortable. And when you're too comfortable and it's just, you're just going through this like methodical daily routine and the only thing that you can do is just work harder to make more money. I was like, I don't want to do that. Right. So that's, that's just one, that was probably the biggest example that's led me to where I'm at today is to be able to burn my boats through getting out of the comfort zone. And I was in a, a commission only job. So I was still like, I controlled, like the more I sold, the more I made. Right. So the better my skills got, the more I made. But ultimately, I was controlled by the amount of leads that my company gave me. What if we hired new salespeople? That would impact things. And I was always going to hit a very low ceiling. So that, that's probably the biggest change in my life. Uh, and there have been many since, and there were many before. But that was the thing that really changed my mindset. And, uh, you know, I burned my boats. You know, so. I think it's really important to use the word comfort there many, many times. Yep. <clears throat> As in life, we, we find, I think it's human nature to find ourselves and get ourselves into comfort, into order. You know, I, you know, I, I talk about yeah. the concept of entropy and we will continue right. to talk about that quite a bit here. The, the constant evolution of order to disorder. And so the human brain, the human, our human nature is to get ourselves into a position of order. You know, you might find a girlfriend that you like, you want to move right. in with her and everything is in order. You know, um, you've got a nice comfortable house. You're renting right. a nice one bedroom apartment with your girlfriend. You've got a convenient job in the, you know, the home sales world, yep. right? That's you've, you've created order and in order to, um, in order to move on or elevate yourself at all, you have to forcibly blow that up and, and, and burn your boats to get out of that situation. And I think every human being is faced with that quite a bit. And there's, there's numerous times where you're going to come to a crossroads in your life. And there's, there, there's, you've got the, like, the good wolf and the bad wolf. Right. You've got the good wolf saying, everything's cool right yeah. now. Don't mess it up. You know, you've got, you've worked very hard to create this order in right. your life. And then you've got, you know, that's, that's the good wolf telling you, you know, be, be, be cool, sit back. You're a Cheshire cat. Right. You're a Cheshire cat. Enjoy <laughs> that. Right. But then you've got, let's say in this case, the bad wolf. And bad wolves on the other side of your of your shoulders telling you, you know, burn it. You know, in your heart of hearts, it's stirring inside your soul. You can feel it <laughs> that now is the time you need to 
change your job. You might also need to change your girlfriend. Right. You might also need to change many aspects of your, your friends, life. your network, your yeah. everything. Yeah. And so burn a boat is way deeper um, when you get into you should always be in a state of discomfort, yeah. always throughout all of your life. And if you are actively sitting in a position with a you're in an unhappy relationship, you're in an unhappy friendship, you're in an unhappy job, you're in an unhappy income stream. Um, you might have I, I, I relate a lot to legs on a stay on, on, a, on a stool. You have got like three main legs on that stool. You've got, you know, your health, you've got your relationships and you've got your income. And to have entire order, I think it's important that all three of those at the same time are, right. are, are functioning well. They're all in a state of order. And um, to purposefully go in and kick one of those legs out <laughs> is not within our human nature. Yeah. Yeah, our human nature is to stay within order. And so I think that's a really powerful story, as, 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 as many of us can relate to that, that we, you know, this was a time you did it. But I think where I want to move on from the point of you, that was a burn the boats moment. Right. But I also think that you need to do that almost consistently and constantly throughout your life is always be looking at your life and say, is this what I want? Right. Is this, is this the highest and best use of my time or my friendship or my precious energy? Yeah. And so, you know, I could give you a number of examples of, of me burning my boats that have, both of us are sitting here uh, in Florida right now having a conversation and, you know, where I live, where you live, how I live and how you live and the success that we've had in our lives. A number of people over the years have visited my house, family. Uh, I'm Irish. I'm from Dublin. Um, would come over and they'd see my lifestyle and they'd see, you know, how I live and where I live. And they were like, oh, my God, you're so lucky. I'm like, luck has. I hate that. I hate when people say that. You're so lucky. Luck has. Look, there is there is luck involved. There is. I'm healthy. Yeah. You know, right. I'm that's that's number one. You know, if you have your health, that's that's so super important. And we're going to talk a lot about that during this podcast. But to interject really quickly is that whenever I hear I hate that phrase, you're so lucky, is it? But I love the phrase is that the harder you work, the luckier you get. The harder you work, the more times you put yourself in in opportunities to become lucky. Right. That's right. And, and instead of and, and that that in itself is is appeals to health to relationships, to business, to, to whatever it is that you want to be. And so when I hear, oh, you're so lucky, like, yeah, you, you caught some lucky breaks in times where you bought the house at the right time, but you also were in, in times where you bought the house at the wrong time. No one ever talks about, oh, you weren't very lucky then, right? They only see the good thing, right? And that's the world that we live in with social media and everyone um, putting, you know, putting the filter on. Uh, so, yeah. So, so tell us a little bit more about, about where your aha, burn your boats moment was, um, because I, I do think that it's important for them to, for the listeners to understand where we got to where we're at and where we're constantly, you said you constantly need to be burning your boats again. This right here, like right now, like we do real estate full time. We could be sitting here right now on a laptop trying to find the next best deal to flip or the next apartment complex to buy. Right. That's but right. we're, but we're not right. And so we are burn this, this episode right here, we are physically burning our own boats because we're not out looking for that next deal because maybe there's a bigger path for us in our, in our own lives and our, in our company together. And that's exciting that we, we are living proof right now that we're burning our own boats just by being here recording this this episode. So tell us a little bit about um, maybe the, the biggest moment where you burned your boats and uh, what led you to, to come to the table right now. Okay, that, that was really good. You were, you were talking about the points of leverage. But to answer your question, um, I, th I, have a, I, have a, I have an interesting thought experiment that I enjoy doing with people. And it goes a little bit like this. If I, if I put your brain right now, your, in your case, you're 40, 40, yep. 40 years of age, I'm 52. If I put my 52-year-old brain in my 22-year-old body with everything I know, every single thing I know, every decision I ever made, everywhere I ever went, everything I know. And I said, could you get yourself back to this seat at this time recording this podcast with you in this environment right now? Could I make my way back right. to here? Yeah. And it's a very interesting thought yeah. experiment. It's like I have all the information, right. but this is where the look comes into it, right? There is an element of I walked into that, you know, meetup one night and I met, I met Brian and Brian introduced me to right. you know, Derek and Derek and so on and so forth. And that's how I met you. Right. 
Um, or I walked into a bar one night and I met my future wife or I walked to a, you know, there's a, yeah. there's a, there's a number of scenarios that you would have to be there right there at right. that moment with the people that you were with to walk into that environment that you were in. And so I think that that's really interesting that there is an element of luck. You didn't meet Brian at that networking event if you were sitting at home watching okay. Netflix. So I do know, they, which goes back to the harder you work, the luckier you get, right? You may have went to that network and didn't meet Brian, the networking event, and you met no one and you just went home. But did you, did you meet Brian? It's because you took the action, That's because right. you stepped outside of your, maybe you didn't know anyone at that networking. You walk in there, you get your wristband, and you know no one. And we all have been there. It's super awkward. It's like going to that high school dance when you first walk in, and everyone's standing there in their corner with they, who they know, and maybe you don't know anyone. But forcing yourself to get out of that, your, your comfort level, meet Brian, who then introduced you to that person, and five years later, you can trace it all the way back to that one networking event. No one's ever said that when they sat at home and, and watched Netflix. No, that's exactly right. They, they've seen that show. In fact, you know, just as you're saying that right now, it's like recording this podcast. You know, this is our very first podcast. I've recorded podcasts with a lot of other people. I've been on other people's podcasts. But recording this podcast right now is one of those moments. Like yeah. we, as you say, we could be at home um, buying deals right, right now that are absolutely guaranteed to make us money. And, and here we are. A lot more money. <laughs> a lot more money. <laughs> Today than, it will. Than this podcast is going to be. But we don't know where this podcast is going to go. Right. We don't know the cool, amazing people that we're going to meet. Yep. We don't, you know, we're going to we're going to talk a little bit later on in this podcast today about what it is that we're trying to create. But to get back to, um, you know, those burn your boats moments and, and what led to me being here, there are fundamental, um, you know, crossroads that I can point to. I think one of them was, um, you know, after I left, after I left university, um, I worked in um, small construction companies. And I enjoyed it. You know, it was, well, I didn't enjoy it. It was, it, you know, it, it paid the bills. It did this, it did that. And I recall um, just making a decision one day that I didn't enjoy it. Um, I'd been doing it for, you know, a number of years. I was really well paid in my early 20s. Was it, was it one day or was it just like an organic over a period of time where you just kept getting stepped on? You're like, hey, this isn't for me. Or was there like a specific event that may have happened? Well, it, you know, it, 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 I could point to really two. Um, there was one, uh, it was just a fundamental decision where I said, I'm going to, you know, I was in a meeting um, on a Monday morning and I had been in this meeting, you know, every Monday morning for two years previously, the same meeting, right. with the same update, with the same people <laughs> and, um, you know, highly paid. And I stood up one Monday morning and it just had been brewing for a while. He said, look, guys, I'm, I'm going to give you the same report you know, with some minor tweaks that I gave you last Monday. But I, you know, I really just can't do this anymore. I'm just not interested. <laughs> I'm not engaged. I'm not, I'm not enjoying anything. I was a really, so you actually said that? Yeah, yeah, yeah completely. <laughs> I love I, that. <laughs> I recall driving home from that appointment, that meeting, that, that Monday morning meeting at like two hours later. I, right. was, I, I left effective immediately, just yeah. so you know. I, mean, I recall driving home and I made two fundamental decisions that I look back at now. Um, that have changed my life completely on my drive in that, like whatever it was like that 38 minute commute back to my, to my house. And number one was I'm going to drive home today. I'm going to delete my resume from my computer. And then I'm going to go into my trash can. This is back when there was a trash can right. under Microsoft windows 95. <laughs> right. And I'm going to delete it from my trash can. And then I'm going to go into my emails. And every time I've sent it, I'm going to delete it from there too. Yeah. So that I would not be able to retrieve it. Right. No matter what. Yeah. That was a fundamental burn your boats that... for me to go back. I'd have to recreate and right. redo my, my, my resume. And so that was decision number one. I am never going to work for somebody again. So before you go to number two, in that moment, because that's scary as shit, right? That for a lot of people that are listening that maybe want to do that, how did that feel? Did that feel invigorating? Were you fearful? Like what at that moment where you're like, oh shit. Oh, it's an empty really... void. Yeah. Oh, it was an empty void of fear. Of course. Absolutely. There's, there's a concept when you make this decision. It's like, okay, what now? Right. But simultaneously, I made another decision at exactly the same time. I got to go home. I got to delete res my resume as, right. I, as I've just gone through. But I'm also never going to commute ever again in my life. Okay. I'm never, ever going to commute to anything ever again. So I defined the fact that I was going to work for anybody, but I also defined the fact that I'm not driving to anything either. Right. And this is, this is in early 2000s. And so this is before work from home was a thing. The right. internet was there. Yeah. Internet was out there. Um, but I was like, I'm, I'm never working for anybody and I'm never driving 
ever again, Monday through Friday, seven in the morning. I'm never getting up, but I'm never going to do that. So again. you you were cool before it was cool, right, to work remote? I don't know if I'm cool. I don't, I don't <laughs> you were a trailblazer, whether you, whether you know it or not. I'm not so sure I get down that road, but it is <laughs> it is the power of decision making. So you know, you asked a great question. Like, what did it feel like then? Right. What was the next step? And the next step was, you know, sitting around for. Three, four weeks. I'm, I, I think you are. Anybody who's successful in this world is naturally motivated. They're naturally urgent. They're, they, they feel a deep sense of get up no matter what. Right. Figure it out. Get up at six, go for a run, and get your desk for nine and, and figure it out. And it's amazing uh, human ingenuity from there on out, you know. So for me, in that particular case, I said, you know what, this is a this is a, a bygone business model, but um, I I could see that there was a big demand for internet. The people didn't have internet on their computers. Right. They didn't have internet on, on their, their phones. phones. They didn't have it on their watches. They didn't have it on their on their smart their smart clothing at the time. <laughs> it wasn't everywhere, and yet you know a lot of people needed access to internet. So I built out a, a bunch of internet cafes that were all cash. So before we, we move to that point, because I know that like if I, I always want to put myself in the position of the listener, right? And so I heard this story. That's so cool that you've literally, like I didn't physically burn my boats per se. You physically burned your resume, right? Like in yeah. essence, right? To where it's like, there's no going back, right? I still probably had my resume somewhere, even though I never actually worked for like a big corporation. So I, I never updated my resume after college. But what if I'm a listener and I'm listening to you and saying, that's cool that you did that. I want to do that. But there's the big underlying thing that we don't talk about and you don't hear about as a lot is like finances, right? Well, what if you burn your boat and you have zero dollars in your bank account and you can't afford to do that, right? So talk to me maybe a little bit about, let's go back three or four months before you hit the delete button on your resume. Did you set yourself up financially? Did you squirrel away some more money? Were you in a relationship where maybe your girlfriend could pay the, the rent for a couple months while you're trying to figure it all out? Talk to me a little bit before we just move on to, well, you set up this next thing. How did you set yourself up mentally and maybe physically in terms of financial um, because I know that's how how we're looking at things right now. Maybe you're looking to pivot into different uh, parts of real estate and business and things like that. Is that I still have to pay rent. Your, your landlord doesn't care whether you're burning boats and, and killing resumes off, right? So talk to me a little bit about what was going through your head maybe leading up to that and how long of maybe runway you had before you were going to be out in the street holding a sign you know, with a cup asking for money. It's funny. It, just as you're asking me that question, I hadn't thought about you know going back to this story either. But I realized it was a burn the boats moment before before that too. Um, I was living in New York City um, for you know eight years um, in a relationship um, reasonably happy with, with how I was going. But I, 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 I just, me in New York City at that time, um, I didn't know how to engage with it per se. You know, I think New York City is one of those cities I either love it or you hate it. Right. And it's great to visit for the weekend. Yeah. And, but if you live there, uh, you better live there for a reason. Right. You know, it's it's hard to live in New York City if you're a you know a house painter. Right. It's easy to be there if you're a TV anchor. Yeah. You know, right. So that's your purpose for being there for being in finance. But um, you know, again, I I recall walking down um walking down a street in New York a few hours after after this event. I was at my front door and I just bought myself a new pair of shoes previously that weekend and it was winter. And um, I was, you know, locking the door at my front door and I started slipping like like in a cartoon slip. Right. 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 We're talking about full, <laughs> you know, sound effects. Your feet are all the way up in the air. Full on, yeah. full on everything about it. And I you're lucky that it wasn't in today's age where someone would have caught that on a on a on a, their camera. And it's like a meme somewhere. Right. So that's, that's right. And so I had. Uh, I had fallen yeah. um, on my coccyx, and it was one of those moments where I stretched out. I was like, oh, my goodness, like, do my fingers right, work? Right. You know, have I just broken my back? <laughs> do my toes? So I wiggled my toes first, wiggled my fingers first, and I'm lying on my back, and just like, I just, I'm, you know, I'd never experienced, you know, well, eight times before I'd experienced New York winters, but this was, this is the one that, that got was me. the one That was the one that broke your back, This right? is the, the one that broke my the back. The that broke the field back. And so a week or two later, and so that stuck with me. Yeah. I was, I was, I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. You know, I was in an okay relationship. I was in a, you know, I was in a good job, uh, but in a city, I didn't, it wasn't chiming with me. I it sounds, it sounds like there's a lot of comfort. Your, your relationship was okay, but it wasn't horrible, right? Your yeah. job was good, but it wasn't great. Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of people that would just stay in that, you know, and just kind of put up with it. Yeah, it could be worse, right? right. It could be worse. And so a couple of weeks later, I'm sitting there on a Saturday morning and I pick up the book, The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. 
and I read that in one sitting, wow. start to finish, right? Like pick it up and you know, I'm not putting this thing down. Yeah. I'm reading it until I'm not, I'm not stopping until, right. until I got what this story is all about. And that story led me to making a profound decision that moment. I was like, I'm done. I'm, you know, if anybody knows the story of the alchemist, it's a, uh, a story of a young boy who goes out and ventures the world looking for his proverbial treasure and, yep. um, you know, travels throughout the Moroccan and Algerian and Egyptian deserts from Andalusia and Spain. And he's a shepherd boy, does all of this travel to go look for his gold, look for his treasure, and he doesn't find it. And he goes back home and he finds that the treasure was always there in the first place. And so that meant a lot to me in that, like, where at that point in time, like, where was my treasure? Right. And it certainly wasn't there. And I knew it wasn't in New York for me. And um, so that stuck at me um, reading that book. I would say I was walking down the road in New York about seven, eight days later. Yeah. And uh, as rash and... Um, uh, cavalier, maybe as as this story is going to sound for the next ten seconds. I'm walking down the street, and I've got the alchemist ringing in my brain. I've got the falling on my falling butt, on your ass, uh, yep. you know, you know, recently hitting me, and I'm walking down the street, and there's like fire engines and you know uh, ambulances screaming <laughs> down the street. And I'm like, and I stopped in my tracks. I literally stopped in my tracks. I then, I'm not going. To, and I was on my way to work. Like, I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going. I'm going to go home. I'm going to pack my stuff. I'm going to book a, 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 a I'm from Ireland. This is yep. in New York. I'm going to book a flight to New York tonight or to Dublin tonight. And I did. Yeah. I went home. I packed a little bag and got on a flight, left a note for my poor girlfriend at the time. <laughs> I didn't don't feel great about that. But wait, hold on. You didn't tell her that, that she you, was in you, work. Oh, she was at work. So you just left a note. I just left a note saying I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm gone. I'm gone to Ireland. Uh. But I needed that because I, I, I wanted to go home and um, and kind of spend some time and figure it out. Yeah. And little did I know it at that time. I, I never went back to New York. Right. That was it. Yeah. I left all my stuff there. And really? I never went back. Wow. But it was just, uh, you know, screaming at me. This yeah. was a, a burn the boats moment. You know, this right. was like, no, you've got to do it. And that was a tough decision. Like the of course easy, it was. The easy decision was, and I was highly paid yeah. for, you know, a guy in his, in his mid to, to late 20s. You know, I was making $160,000, $170,000 a year. Right. This is this is in the late 90s. Yeah. I was doing well. That's about a million with today's inflation, right? You're... <laughs> I, I, I had money, put it yeah. that way. Um, so it wasn't financial. Like, if it, if it was pure financial, I should have stayed. Right. You know, I was in a relationship um, that was probably hurtling towards marriage and yeah. all of that kind of stuff. Um, but I knew there was something fundamentally wrong with that picture. Right. And so... That was a burn your boats moment. Yeah. So I'm just giving you two yeah, that's, big that's, burn your I boats love those. moments. The fact that you left a note for your girlfriend, and I'm assuming that you guys didn't make it past the note, or did you guys keep stay together afterwards? Oh no, we, we you know that, that, that obviously you know you're throwing a grenade into the middle of your life at that yeah. point when you go home and leave a note. You know you go back to Ireland in right. this case, you leave a note. Um, sure, there was negotiations to be had, right. things like that, but. <laughs> Um, Negotiation. But, but e equally, it is you have to be decisive in life. If you, you know, I know a lot of people that are plodding along in jobs they don't like, and relationships yeah. they don't like, and towns they don't like, right. and villages they don't like, and countries don't, they don't like. There's so much. There's so many people who are unable to make right. fundamental decisions that that impact them, and so you you don't get permission from your current girlfriend right. to leave her. You don't get permission from, you know, from your boss, you know, walk in today and just say, you know what, I'm going to just go. They're going to convince you to stay. Right. The world wants you to stay where you are. And, and you bring up a good point. And I think that's something that we all struggle with is life is never going to tap you on your shoulder and say, David, by the way, this is the perfect time to burn your boats, right? This is the perfect time to break up with your girlfriend because you're comfortable, but you're getting too comfortable. Life is never going to tap you on the shoulder and tell you the perfect. It's like, I don't have any kids, right? And so a lot of times I'll ask, well, when's the right time to have kids? And I, I, 10 times out of 10, right? Every person says, there's no right time to have kids, right? No one says that you're the perfect point in your, the amount of time you have and the, the job that you have and the money that you make and where your spouse is at in their life. There's no perfect time to have kids, right? You just have the kid and you deal with it, right? And I think that, that what we're kind of alluding to is the same thing. And, and, and I think one of the, we, we really wanna be able to provide actionable steps to if you're thinking about burn your boats, what's the best way to go about it? And what's the best way to set yourself up for success? 
and minimize the risk when you actually do delete your resume on your email and throw it in the trash can and leave that note with your girlfriend and just and just leave. So I think that one of the, the big parts of this podcast is to be able to provide listeners with ideas, with tips, to be able to start setting yourself up for success and setting yourself up to become less fearful when you actually do delete your resume, right? And so you, you and you, you kind of always hear the stories, the, the sexy stories where it's like, oh, I just, you know, I was doing this and, and I quit my job and I, and I started Facebook the next day, you know, and that, that's the story you hear, right? But you never hear the, the, the many stories where you were able to start a, a, a company that maybe was not successful and then it, it kind of organically grew, um, but that's not sexy, right? And it, so you hear the, the stories, but you don't hear all the things behind Mark Zuckerberg starting Facebook. It's not like he just went from being a college kid and all of a sudden Facebook was Facebook, right? So the exciting thing is, is that we can talk to people that are in different stages of their life, that are in different financial parts of their life. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it all comes down to mindset, right? It all comes down to, I don't care whether you work at McDonald's or you're a very successful neurosurgeon, right? At the end of the day, that neurosurgeon may be just as unhappy doing his work and working Saturdays and being on call is the guy flipping burgers, right? It's, it's like, but... They're fearful that what happened, they know that that burger flipping job is going to be there the next day. The neurosurgeon knows that he's going to be able to have more patients to work on in the, in the future. But if you're not happy and you want more out of life, then what do you do and how do you confront those fears? And so we want to be able to provide a way to help push you in the right direction. And it's going to be through stories like you just provided uh, through our own experiences, through guests that we have. And uh, I will be as much a listener of this podcast as I will be a host. And selfishly, I want to be able to I want to be able to, I think that we know that we want to be able to provide as much value to people that are on the fence about where they want to go in life, right? And being able to provide them with, with ways to uh, attack that. But I'm going to be on the other side of the mic too, listening and being selfishly like the guests that we interview in, in these, these you know, future episodes is I'm going to be taking notes along with every other listener. So that's something that really excites me about this. And, but I had to burn my boats to, to do that. And that's, that's kind of what brings us right now. Yeah. And I think that's, that's brilliant. I think, you know, we've been talking about just what the concept of, right. you know, burn your boats might be. Um, there is what we're trying to provide here is we're trying to provide an insight into the different stages maybe yeah. of, of, of what brings success in life. And you have to make, you have to be decisive in life to be successful. Yeah. I think that, that that's, you know, if you take the considerations of everybody in the world and everybody who expects anything off you uh, into consideration every single time with every single decision that you're going to make, you're going to end up compromising. You're going to end up with a compromised yeah. outcome. And what this podcast fundamentally is going to be about is there's got, there, there, there are a number of stages. So there's really three categories of people that we're going to be talking to uh, in this podcast. So, so let's, let's have, a, have sure. a chat about that. So, you know, most folks in their 20s, um, there's going to be exceptions to everything. There's a standard deviation to everything. But most folks in their 20s are coming out of either college, um, or they, they haven't been to school or university and they get going on their careers and they, they start to make a little bit of money. They start getting into relationships. They start moving in with their boyfriends or girlfriends. Okay. And, um, that's a, that's a cohort. We're going to call them like 20, let's say 20 years of age to maybe 31, 32 years of age. And they're the people you're in learning mode. You're trying to figure out, you know, what does the future hold? And um, you're making some decisions here. You're making some decisions there. Um, the next cohort, so that's like we really put those into, you know, the, the beginner category, if you will. Right. right? But then um, in order to get to stage two or level two. Level two for us is people who have small businesses um, or they, they achieve a certain level of success in their lives. Um, and, and they feel, you know, that they are, they, they achieve a certain level of success that was success for them when they were, you know, in level one. So level one, you need to break out of level one to get to level two, right? And so in level two, you get comfortable. Um, you know, you start achieving some of your early goals. Um, but you now can see a much further horizon right? and you know, you can get further, you know, yeah. you can do more, but you, you've learned enough now to know that I have to make big decisions. I have to move quicker. I have to move with more urgency. Um, 
and I have to commit myself to scary things if yeah. I want to get to level three. Level three um, is what you would consider highly successful people. Um, that they on the outside have achieved in, in, incredible things in their lives. We, we meet these people all the time right. in, our, in our careers. And so in our real estate career, let's say we deal with level one. Let's, let's say that they're the, they're the folks that are out there, they're working, um, you know, they're starting off their careers. They maybe haven't invested in real estate yet. You know, this, this podcast is going to talk a fair they're, bit about they're, real estate. They're trading their, I think, especially in level bucket one, a lot of folks in their 20s, maybe early 30s, is they have motivation, they have energy. They have energy to trade. So what is it that they have to barter with, right, with a company? And it's like, I have energy to want to learn, to want to be trained, to go out there and bust through doors, right? I don't have experience, right, per se, but I have the energy to learn and be the best in whatever corporate position that, that you work for. But whether you're the best burger flipper or you're the best, whatever that is, you have something that you trade, but it's really only you getting up in the morning and, and busting through doors for that company. And that's kind of your bucket one. You don't necessarily have any other um, irons in the fire that are helping to kind of build your wealth, right? You don't necessarily have many investments. You don't have companies. You don't have probably a lot of real estate yet. And you really just know that for you to make more money, for you to achieve more success, you need to work harder. And usually working harder means working longer. It means, um, you know, potentially weekends, things like that. So I, I really think it's important for everyone to understand who you are. Like listening right now, are you in bucket one? Are you in bucket two? Because we're going to be able to speak directly to you, but you need to really forensically understand which bucket is. So bucket one is definitely someone that has probably the W-2 job. Yep. Um, they, um, the harder they work, potentially, the more money they make, or they're in a salaried position, or maybe not. Maybe the, they, they keep bumping their head against that corporate ceiling. But you could still, the harder you work, like in my position, I was in sales. The harder I worked, the more leads I followed up on, the more sales I made, the more money I made because I was in commission only. But it was only based on my efforts. It was only based on the energy of saying, I can remember Friday nights where I'd be there at the office at 930 following up with people. And I, I wore that as like a badge of honor. I was like, man, I'm out working the next guy. I'm going to outwork those other competitors because I'm here on a Friday night following up, making phone calls, sending out really well put together proposals so they would choose my proposal. So I think that, that I just want to kind of outline that's kind of bucket one. And everyone, it's always going to be a little different. Your bucket one might be slightly different than mine, but that's, that's kind of how I would look at bucket one. So let's go through um, bucket one um, it to, if you're listening to this right now and you want to kind of see where you are in, in our understanding of it. You're right. Bucket one, you're most likely between 20 and 33. Yeah. You are busting your chops. You're working. Um, you're doing well in your career because you're, you're listening to this You're podcast. listening to this, yeah. Um, so bucket one, you're out there. You're working hard. Um, you're doing well. Book at two, um, you're a little bit further down your career right now, and you believed that saving, putting your money into a 401k, um, saving for the future, at this point in time, you're probably 33 to 45. You, you, know, you now have a house. You have a wife. You might have two kids. Um, and that's a big responsibility. Right. That's, that's going to keep you in line for sure. Yeah. Um, but in your heart of hearts, you kind of know that, you know, you might be in the two hundred fifty to $450,000 a year category. You're, you're sure. earning good money, but you're putting your money away. You're 42, 43, 44, 45. And you, you know, you, you know that your life is passing and you know that it's 250 a year. By the time you, you know, pay your mortgage, pay all your expenses and make some investments and pay your taxes and all of that, you can see quite frankly that, you know, you're, you're itching inside your world, you know, inside your career. You're like, you can see younger people in your job. They're staying later in the office. They can work a little bit harder than you. You're really not as engaged, maybe, at the, the fundamental core product that you're working on. And so you're, you're looking at, and in book of two, you're looking at, okay, I, I, I need to invest my way out of here. Yeah. You know, I need to have an option. And bucket three are people who have achieved that. So they're people who have, they have got to bucket one. They did well in their jobs. Um, they made some money. Um, and they're in the learning stage. Bucket two is almost the desperation stage. Yeah. Like you're doing very well to everyone else on the outside. Right. If you're in bucket two, you're looking, you're looking, you're looking good. You're, pr like, you're probably one of the higher earners in your friends group, in your network. Yes. And you've kind of, you probably exceeded past where they're all currently at. Yeah. Maybe you have more aspirations. Yeah. And, and one, one of the quick analogies I want to give is, you know, I grew up playing basketball. And so it would be to, you had, I think in high school, we had like a 35 second shot clock, right? So they, they inbound the ball. 
you're dribbling up the court, you've got all the time in the world to go score. But but I feel like bucket two, there's like 18 seconds left on the shot clock. And you're like, oh, shit. Wait, how much time is left on the – oh, we got to go. Like, come on. Let's get near – guys, let's stop just passing back and forth. Like, let's let's go to, to try and score the – now you're starting to have a little more urgency. You're starting to force yourself to understand a little more that, like, guys, we've got to get organized because the shot clock's going to run out if we're not careful. It's not four seconds left in the shot clock, but you're looking at the shot clock. I think when you're in bucket one, you're in your 20s, there is no shot clock because life – you're just going to live forever, right? And right. so bucket two, there is a shot clock in your life, and you can kind of see it out of your left eye. Maybe you're you're not looking directly at it, but you can glance at it and know where you're at. And and if you are in your part of your life where you're starting to look at the shot clock and being like, am I surrounding myself with the right people? Am I really making the right moves in business? Am I making the right moves in my relationships with my family, with my kids? That is bucket two in a nutshell. No, it's great. I, I, I like that analogy. And you're going to hear a lot of analogies yeah. from, from Clark and I. I love that analogy in you. Bucket two time is becoming way, way, way more concerning to you. It's like you know that you're capable of more um, and you realize at this point in time that you need to invest your way out of this right. and that your 401k, um, whilst it's doing well, you know, you got a million dollars, you got two million dollars in your 401k, it, that's not liberating. No. It's just not, not in today's money. Um, and book of three uh, are people who are out there um, that have achieved this. They've achieved a certain level of investing, and they've achieved a certain level of career success. They now live life in their own terms, and um, they're looking back now. They're, to all intents and purposes, they're living on cash flow, and they're not working, or not that they need to work, and they're working on more of their passion projects. They're working yep. on helping others. They're working on you know, helping other people out, which this podcast really fundamentally yep. is all about. So what the podcast is about and what we what we want to you know get across as we you know enter the wrap up phase of you know episode 1 right. is we understand that we're going to talk to you know bucket 1 we understand it we've been through it we I spent two decades in bucket 1 like learning how to make money you know right. trying to figure out you know how to make money on my own terms you know probably working for you know, working for people you've got a job and you know you have to work because yeah. you know somebody you need to pay the rent Book it two, you're, you're, you're probably married or you're certainly, you know, you've got kids, you've got big responsibilities either in work or whatnot. And, you know, you've got some savings. You're, you're, you know, you can see your 401k is well-funded and all of that. But in your heart of hearts, you're, like you say, to use your analogy, you're looking at one corner of your eye and say, like, I've got, I'm, I'm on 40. I've got 15 years left. Yeah. And if I keep on doing what I'm doing, I'm, I'm going to get the same result. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm maybe... I'm, I'm going to have to work till I'm 65 and then I'm going to have to be careful. I'm going to have to carefully yep. manage my, right. my, my, my funds and thereafter. And, um, it's an urgency. If you're in bucket two and you're, and you're ambitious, there's an urgency in your age. Yeah. Right. And then when we look at bucket three and, and we, we, I, I meet people in bucket three all the time, they're living life on their own terms and they still need to educate and motivate themselves every single day. Um, but they have understood fundamentally what burn your boats means. And in order to get from bucket A to bucket B, you're going to have to do some burning. Yep. In order to get from bucket B to bucket C, you're going to have to do some burning again. And it's real hard to do some burning when you've got a wife and kids and responsibilities. Right. And then when you get into bucket C and you have achieved a great deal of cash flow, monthly cash flow that far exceeds your expenses, um, and you're living life primarily on your own terms at that point in time, you know, you, at that point, you're, you become an educator, right? You're, you're helping people in book at A and book at B. And so the whole purpose, if you're, you know, you made it this far in episode one, the whole purpose <laughs> of this podcast is to help everybody in book at one, get to book at two and to help people who are in book at two. Um, they're way more urgent. You know, they're yeah. people who come to us and, you know, let's face it, we're in real estate. I've been in real estate for the last 20 years and I really don't hear from all that many people in bucket one, you know, the people who reach out to me, the people who are listening to this podcast, the vast majority of you will be in bucket one. Right. However, very few of you will reach out to us. Um, the people who reach out to me traditionally in my career are all in bucket two. Right. They, they can feel it. Their urgency. They're 41, 42. They're married. They have, you know, fully funded 401ks, right. they're doing okay. And they realize 
it's not enough. Well, they, they're, they're looking at the shot clock, and it's forcing them to, to potentially burn their boats because they know that, that time is now present. Time is now a thing. That's right. Bucket one, time is just, I'll figure it out sometime in the, in the future. And they don't realize how quickly that future is going to become the present. And uh, that's the exciting thing. And, you know, I, I really think our mission here is to be able to give confidence, give ideas, to be able to make that jump, to burn that resume, to throw it in the garbage can, but to do it in a, in a tactful way yeah. where you can, you can set yourself up. So you're not just taking a risk, you know, you're, you're, you're really minimizing that risk. And um, that's, that's very exciting. And it's exciting for, for me. And I know David is exciting for you to be able to sit here and be in a position where we, we have the, the ability to know that it's time to maybe burn our boats again. And this is part of it. And this is just fun. I, yeah. for, for me, this is, this is just super. I, ironically enough, I was telling you is that I got my degree in broadcasting, ironically enough. And I know that the minute I walked out of that, that college, that broadcasting school, I knew I was never going to be in broadcasting. I, I just felt it. I knew that I wanted to be in more of a, of a financial sales kind of area. I didn't know quite where yet. But I knew that, you know, sitting behind a, um, a camera and editing was just not my purpose. And ironically, we sit right here in front of the camera and you can see how life comes full circle. So, yeah. so if you've made it this far, um, thanks, for, yeah. thanks for listening to us. What we're going to do um, you know, from, on a weekly basis from here on out is we're going to sit down and we're going to talk to Bucket A. If you're in Bucket A, we're going to create some urgency in your yep. world. We're going to give you some clarity. If you're in Bucket B... We're, we're really going to help you. Yeah. We're really going to you know, talk about how the, the actionable tips that you can take that are going to create that urgency in your mind and the, the, the courage it takes to make change in your life because it takes a lot of courage. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there, there's a lot of information out there, there's a lot of podcasts out there, there's a lot of books, there's a lot of tips. But how do you, sometimes all of this is overload. And so this podcast is coming from people who have, Burned their boats many, many, many <laughs> times. And, you know, we're good at it. Yeah. We're good at burning our boats and just making decisions and being decisive and making those things happen. And so if you are in bucket A, if you're in bucket B, we think we're going to get a lot of value. And if you're in bucket C, just enjoy it. I think that you'll enjoy yeah. saying yes or no or, you know, I agree with what the guys are saying or not. But for today, let's wrap it up. Yeah. Um, episode one, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us. If you've... Uh, um, made it this far, we, we, we're going to add value every single week. If right. you're in bucket one, we, we're really going to lean in and talk to you and, and create some urgency yep. in your world and know that what, you know, understand that we're going to give you uh, information. I'm older. I'm 52. You're, you're 40. 40. And so we're going to, we're going to play roles here. It's like, you're going to, you're going to play that, you know, that, that, more inquisitive mind and i think i'm going to play the more elderly statesman role here and say well have you thought about it this way have right. you thought about it that way so um we hope to bring actionable value in every one of these podcasts for the next couple of weeks and for today let's wrap it up thanks for getting this far and yeah we, we appreciate you sticking with us and listening to our banter and uh we'll see you next time thank you all right thanks You've been listening to the Burn Your Boats podcast with Clark Lunt and David Shaw. We would love to hear from you. Please reach out at burnyourboatswealth.com with comments, questions, and if you have a topic you would like Clark and David to discuss on an upcoming episode. We would very much appreciate it if you took the time to rate and review Burn Your Boats podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. And make sure to follow and share on social media. Content in Burn Your Boats podcast is for entertainment purposes only and is not legal or financial advice. Please review our legal disclaimer at burnyourboatswealth.com. Thank you for listening.